When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. Do you, do you, do you believe in magic? I don't think you really do. I mean, a few of you might. A few of you, you know, I, I mean, illusionists don't believe in magic. It's not magic. It's a, It's an illusion. It's a trick. But I guess a couple of people, and I don't want to offend you, but a, a couple of people who Really haven't thought things out. That's the nice way. I, yeah. Yeah. That's the nicest way to put it. You really haven't thought things out. A few people believe in magic, but most of us do not. Except when it comes to managing money. For some reason, we believe that there are people with magic, magical powers that can, in a bad year, make money. Now, there are people who in a bad year made money last year, 2022. But what was, was it, was it skill or was it dumb luck? Mm, You know, the Wall Street Journal, they do these, the best funds of the year awards thing. And you would have thought that for 2022, the best fund would be the one that lost the least. But the best fund, Tom, make quite a bit of money last yeah, year. Yeah, uh, yeah. Welcome to uh, Talking Real Money. I, this is a fascinating they knew it. Topic. It said it on the screen. Oh, okay. When- and by the way, I the only reason I hate to say I don't believe in magic is I hate to offend the loving spoonful. But that's a whole other podcast, perhaps. And you don't No, that's not that a podcast. Okay, that's no, okay, that's... Yeah. Okay, it's you not you even bring worthy of considering because most <laughs> people are way too old okay, yeah. to even know what we're Do talking or way too young magic? to know what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, shh, shh. Violating 40, copyrights, dude. 40 of the as bad as I sing, I don't think that's a violation. <laughs> 40, 40 <laughs> violating something, but it's not copyrights. 40 of the 1,410 U.S. stock funds tracked by the Wall Street Journal last year. 40 of how many? Of 1,410. And there's a lot more than that. out of 1,410 that they track. That they track. There's a lot more mutual funds than that that own U.S. stocks, of course. But those 40 made money last year. Now, and the biggest winner was the Kinetic Small Cap Opportunities Fund, or better known as KSCOX. And and we're just gonna leave. Don't don't even try to pronounce that one. Don't, don't try to speak that one. Just leave it alone. Especially if you got kids leave in it the alone. car with you. It, we'll call it cheesecake. Bad. Yeah, let's leave uh, it at that. It made a whopping. And you shouldn't be making fun of it at all, sir. Point, sure, You're like, seriously, it's really hard to sir. throw anything from yes, this house. No, yeah. no stone oh. throwing from you. <laughs> exactly. Uh it it, it was up thirty one point nine percent. Now we're not going to go through all of them, but we decided to take a look at the kinetics. Small cap opportunities mm-hmm. fund because it, yeah. it it made thirty two percent in a year where the S and P five hundred lost eighteen, a diversified portfolio lost about uh, I think it was eleven, and so, it made thirty two percent. How it made thirty two percent even with an expense ratio of one point six four percent, which is 
great for them. I'm not so great for you. Um, but here's how they did it. I still can't believe this. They <laughs> they only how many stocks you looked this up? How many? Uh, they they hold. Wait for it. They hold 45 stocks in the portfolio. Four Which, or five stocks. To the uninitiated, that's a very small portfolio. Uh, Texas Pacific Land, one company makes up mm-hmm. half of the portfolio. And guess what no, they do? No, no, f- more like 55%. Oh, pardon me. I guess what they do. They're one of the biggest land holders in Texas, and they collect a lot of oil and gas royalties. And guess what had a great year last year? The one part of the economy. Oil and gas. You know what else? They also have water, and water did well last year, too, because everybody's thirsty. That's true. So, again, this is a meaningless exercise, right? Yeah. It really is, because what are you going to do with that information? Are you going to turn around and buy that that, that fund? No. (laughs) Wait a minute. I've got to figure. Hold on. Texas Pacific Land. I want to see what, because maybe... Maybe you would have done better if you just owned Texas Pacific Land. Yes, you. Why? Why have a middleman involved? Well, and why pay you know one and a half percent? Yeah, of your instead, money. if you had just purchased Texas Pacific Land all by itself, you would have made seventy five percent. Wow. What if you just purchased the state of Texas all by itself? How much? Uh, would you made no, then? because there's some parts that don't make oil. Oh, okay. There's a couple of them. But think about that for a minute. If the stock itself made 75 and and the fund made made 30-some-odd, then that tells you the other 43 stocks in their portfolio really stunk. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. But how about a little perspective? Because this came up recently in another meeting I had because – Everybody now is starting to look at, well, wait a minute. Uh, I got around to look at my portfolio for 2022, and, and you, we lost money. What happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what why'd happened? you lose money? Yeah, and so I always like to say, let's step back and look at the benchmarks, right? The kind of the bigger asset classes, if you will. If you had a portfolio in a kind of a balanced fashion, standard pours 500, 70% of the portfolio, 30% in a, a aggregate bond you lost 17.4%. If you held a target date fund, which has an equivalent of 70% in stocks, 27% in uh, fixed income, a little bit in cash, you lost 18.8%. Now, remember a year ago what everybody was telling you to buy when you were rushing into it, the five fang stocks that you had to own. I believe there's a Facebook in there. There's Amazon, Apple, right? Netflix, Google, yep, that kind yep, of thing. Yep. Uh, 70% in that, again, just were apples to apples and 30% in bonds. That declined by 39%. Now, if you listen to Tom and Don and our friend Paul Merriman and the people that we think make sense, you were in a diversified portfolio. Yeah, you have which these is stocks globally in a- diversified. Thank globally you. and and a portion of the money, a little bit more is put into small cap and value stocks. Most people do not hold in their portfolios when we look at them. Now remember, mm-hmm. you lost seventeen and a half in the S and P with bonds. You lost eighteen point eight in the target date fund. The Fang with bonds lost you thirty nine, but the diversified portfolio lost you twelve point one. Now. That's not going to happen every year. Some years, the S&P will do better. But in a general sense, diversification helped you. And again, you should take a reality pill. If you lost 20% or more, I think you should be looking at that portfolio to see what you could be doing better. Absolutely. And and actually, if you want to use an actual fund for comparison purposes, 
uh, you're pretty. You would be pretty close if you used. Where's that? I want to find that. I thought I had it. The DFA. The DFA sixty forty. They have a six in a. They do. It? I don't remember the. Is it DGEIX? No, I always forget the tickers on that. Yeah. Okay. I I'm not finding it. I'm not finding it. I was going to use that because it's an actual number, but you know, it it what it says is diversification sort of bails you out. Diversification, great massive diversification, is the best way to reduce that we know of to reduce the potential pain from a bad market. You focus too much on any one thing, and at times, the pain's going to be severe. You will always have pain in the market. You must always have pain. That's where there's no magic. That's where the no magic comes from. There will be down markets, and there will not be anyone who is going to get you out, get you back in again, consistently and accurately. It just cannot happen and anybody who says they can do it like they're lying yeah we, we just watched a great tv show about the one guy it's dg6 by the way if you want oh, to look it up dg6 dg6 is the 60 40 dimensional funds global <clears throat> allocation so glad you found that yeah well I, I i'm a brilliant guy but i could figure that one out so again yeah trust market like returns believe the academics and as don said uh, admit that the loving spoonful was wrong. There is no magic when it comes to investing. And again, okay, now I can use the actual number, and this fits right in. Is a, a 60 40 portfolio globally diversified? So a little less risk than what I was talking less about because I was talking and, about 70. And that came in for the year at a 12% loss for the year. There you go. And again, versus the actual indexes that DFA compares themselves to, which would be a global index. The global index, 60-40, lost 15 and a third percent. There you go. So it's this, this kind of diversification can really save you. It can't save you from losing money at times. That's impossible, but it can save you a little bit of the pain. It's just, it's like a, it's like taking a investment Tylenol. It reduces a little of the pain. This is not 2008 where you needed three Tylenol. Different right, year. So right. This is a one, or maybe two a whole, Tylenol maybe, year. Maybe 2008 is a whole bottle of Tylenol. I don't know. It might have been. Anyway. So, uh, all right. We got time for a question? Yeah. We're only okay. 10 minutes in. So, oh, okay. Great. We're good. This, this comes from Nathaniel in beautiful Austin, Texas, where I will be in March. I think that's part of the state where they don't have much oil. Ah, Pretty sure okay. there's yeah. not much oil in Austin, but they got the capital, right? Capital. They do have a capital, yeah. and they have a very nice university there they too. They do. They do. Uh, okay. So uh, Nathaniel writes us: My 401k options are suboptimal, like mm-hmm. most, but they're not okay. as lousy as they could be. So here's the question: What is your opinion of target date funds? For, uh, target date funds from American funds. The expense ratios are 0. 0.30 to 0. 0.38. Seem reasonable, but it is actively managed. Seems growth oriented and U.S. centric. Yep, that's right. I wouldn't get the factor tilts I'd like, but on the other hand, it might be a good set it and forget it. He's weighing that against a portfolio that includes the Fidelity 500 index, the Fidelity mid cap index. There's a, a P. M-J-I-X small cap value, which I imagine, I think that's PIMCO. That must be expensive. And then he's got a large cap, and then he's got some international. Here's the thing. Um, even though the expense ratio 
on the American funds may be pretty low. My guess is if you diversify a bit better by being in all these, and by the way, he has a a, a pretty good uh, uh, diversified uh, uh, portfolio for the international side too. Mm-hmm. You may be paying a little bit more there, but my guess is that that it that diversification that we just talked about a minute ago, instead of losing the eighteen, you probably be closer to somewhere around twelve or thirteen because you have small and small value because you have large value. You have, you know, actual uh, fund classes that would make a difference, not the tilts as much as you want. But so my take would be if you're willing to do the work to build a portfolio out of those eight stock funds, rather than just using the American funds target date fund. Some of this comes down to how hard you want to work, Don. Well, see, here's here's my idea. And again, I don't know his whole portfolio. So uh, not knowing that, it makes it a little bit more difficult, but here's what I would tend to do. I would focus on the less expensive index oriented products, even if that means a large growth tilt, like with the S and P 500, for example, which is going to be the lowest cost fund of the bunch. Probably uh, the PIMCO small is an institutional. So it's 50 basis points, half a percent. Uh, but what I would do first is look at my other funds Look at the money outside of my retirement plan. Look at your IRAs, your Roths, your taxable account, and get the small, the value, the emerging, the real estate, those kinds of things out of the way there. The real estate could probably be, be the last one, I, I, I'd re- and I'd rather see that in a Roth. But get the small and the value tilt outside of your 401k and then focus on the cheap stuff inside the 401k and if you don't have enough, then you can add some of those other funds in smaller increments. And that's hard to do for many people because it takes a little Time. bit of work. You got you to figure out how much the percentage is here and there. But I think you're right. That's a good approach. And by the way, we now, as you know, have talked about one fund you could hold in your Roth that gives you global diversification and the tilts to small and to value. And I think that's AV. GE, correct? Isn't that the Avantis Global A-V- Equity? Yeah, yeah, I think that's So it. that's still one way you could get some of that. Don's right. So again, we want you to have those tilts. Some of this, by the way, depends on your age, how much you're saving in each place. There's some other factors. So, and how I just want to look up these target date funds just out of abject. Yeah, it's the American funds target date funds, which I guess I wasn't even aware that they had any. Oh yeah, they they every everybody has a target date fund. Uh, target date, let's use 2035. No, I got a 2030 R4 because I don't want to use the C because that's going to have really high yep. expenses, yep. but the R4 is institutional and he's right. The expense ratio is pretty low. 36 basis points yeah. from American funds is and maybe, like maybe by sale. the way, maybe you do that and then throw in 20% in that PIMCO small cap value fund. So you have some more exposure. Yeah. Let me small, just see what they like have. That. Oh, this is interesting. Okay. So what you're getting is a fund of funds and it's, even though it's actively managed, you're, you're, yeah, and you still have a, it's, it's got a teeny bit of a, a value tilt, but very, very small. Uh, but you're getting a fund of all of their funds. So you're getting a really decent sized portfolio, but it's going to focus primarily. It's going to be S&P 500 focused. And that's, again, what I, I now that I rethink this, you could use one of those target date funds and then 
uh, maybe 15 or 20 percent of the PIMCO small cap value. So you have a little bit more of that. Yeah. Gives you yeah. some tilt. So that might not be a bad direction to go. So No, I don't think that was a bad one at all. Good, no. tr- good, good advice. All right. Thanks. Thanks for the note. And you can send your questions in. You can either type them or you can speak them at talkingrealmoney.com on the contact form. And we answer those questions on the podcast, the the spoken ones. I put together and answer those on the Friday Q&A podcast, which uh, again, this Friday is going to be just overwhelmed with questions because we've got so many. And you do a great job up. talking back to people. I love that. By the way, speaking of this weekend, right now, as of now, as of the recording, I don't have any meetings on Saturday morning. I don't even know what I'm going to do with myself. So if you want to chat with How me. How is it possible that we have a talk, uh, we have a podcast? Listen, it's, it's like in the top one or 2% of podcasts for listeners. I don't know. And nobody has called to meet with you? I think it has something to do with there's a fact, and you wouldn't even know this probably, there's a, a national holiday on Monday, so some people are off doing other things. Like the, not another holiday. They're leaving their room. You no, can try not, it. Yeah. <laughs> More holidays. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, if you want... And I do, and I think if you talk to people who've done this, they've it, it, they've enjoyed it. They've learned something. It's been good. Happy to look at your portfolio. If you call our office, you can even call and ask for me 800-386-3004, 800-386-3004. I will chat with you this very Saturday. But get on it and get started. Number two, uh, and this has just come up. The you know Why? the newly the newly passed Secure Act two point yeah. There's a few changes in there. You want to know about those changes? Join us at Retire Meet because I'll be talking about them on the 25th of February. Sign oh, up now. are you going to be talking oh, about Oh, yeah. Them? Oh, yeah. I've been all over this, man. Oh, so okay. that's Saturday, the 25th and, of and February. And I'm doing, I'm doing financial physics. I love it. Great, bringing it back. I think fin- it's a great I know book. I'm doing the, a financial physics presentation. So are you going to wear the tights and the whole thing with the bars or how does that work? That's physical. Oh, okay. Physics, physics. I'm going professorial. Ah, very good. Okay. Well, yeah. don't bring any of the chemicals with you because I don't no, trust I'm, you. I'm wearing a lab stuff. coat. Ooh, <laughs> I wonder professor. if I have a lab coat. <laughs> you should. You should get I one. That, should. I that would get be a hard. Coat. That would not be a hard thing to get. So I'm sign good. up for retirement. Okay. We do it in person in Bellevue, Washington. We do it virtually. Join us. It's a great, uh, great program. And Take how many people have stuff. we, do we have signed up for the virtual already? I think all the virtual already has like almost 400 people signed up. So it'll be big. Wow. Yeah. A lot big, of people. Big all right. Uh, thanks for being here, there, wherever you are. You're there somewhere. I know you're there because you're listening. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend or two or a thousand. You just dial, dial friends tonight. Just dial a bunch of them. Say, hey, did you listen to the podcast, the Tom and Don cast? That's what we should call it from now on. Ooh, it's really, it's easy. like the Don McDonald show used to be the ways and means committee. Indeed, It was. And, yeah. and the, the network said, well, the people would call up and they go, well, we want to carry the Don McDonald show. And they said, you mean the ways and means committee? No, yeah, the Don McDonald show, No, the Don McDonald show. Well, yeah, it's the ways and means committee. No, it's not. It's the Don. I McDonald was one show. of those. As you remember, I was an early adopter to that in like, you, you didn't just carry me on one station. You carried me on two stations. And now I'm carrying you again. How am I, How long do I have to carry you? This is ridiculous. Yeah, that's why I moved to Florida to get away. <laughs> you kept carrying me around. It was embarrassing. <laughs> uh, thanks for being there. Tell a friend. Leave a review if you love us at Apple Podcasts. And, uh, you can, or you can rate us at Spotify. Thanks. Take care. I'm Don. Tom's over there. Talking real money. 
you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.